Hello, Fusion. My name is Alex Fuse, the host of Fusion News, and we have another big show for you right now. I'm on the phone with Russ and Dot, who's a senior writer for The Athletic. So a big series for the Yankees coming up. I feel like this is one of the biggest tests for this 2019 Yankee team. They've absolutely destroyed the Baltimore Orioles in all season long, a 17-2 record in the 19 games that they've played against them. So how important is this upcoming four-game series against the Cleveland Indians? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously they've been feasting on the Orioles uh, for what it feels like the last week after. Um, there was another series mixed in there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose it's somewhat important to kind of um, prove to another American League playoff contender that you know, that their offense can score, you know, on, on one of the best pitching staffs in the American League as well. You know, on the other hand, um, you know, they've got plenty of time. They've got a fairly sizable lead in the American League East. So um, I'm not sure that any one series right now is is all that more important than the next, but it's certainly they would like to keep the momentum going that they've, they've built over uh, the last few weeks since the All-Star break. CeCe Zabathi returns from the IL this weekend and is back in the rotation. How important is CeCe Zabathia to this Yankee rotation? Well, I mean, it, I, I think it's one of the, the things about their offensive kind of fireworks the last few weeks is probably mask uh, how how poorly the starting rotation is, is pitched. I mean, their ERA has been over five, I believe, uh, essentially since in the second half. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not sure that UC Zabathia is going to solve those issues uh, necessarily, but uh, they certainly need a little bit more depth in the rotation. They need more innings, um, and he can certainly be part of the solution. Um, so, and they need, and really, you know, honestly, they, they need him to be, to be healthy, potentially going into the postseason. And that knee is not getting any better, right? I mean, it's a, it's a pain management issue. He's, he's, uh, this is something, you know, Aaron Boone has said, I mean, that's partly why he's retiring. I mean, he's certainly, uh, old enough to retire, deserves to retire, but it is his body that is breaking down. So essentially they need him to, to hold up for the next few months. Um, and so, it, at least we will get an idea of, of if he's going to be able to do that. Um, so he's obviously going to be pitching through some discomfort and pain, um, but they need to, to get to the point where they can manage it going down the stretch. When 4 o'clock hit on the trade deadline, how surprised were you to see that the Yankees did not make a move to get a starter in that rotation? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the general consensus, right, was that uh, the Yankees were going to do something. You know, I mean, uh, Brian Cashman um, and, and the front office had signaled, uh, and even ownership had signaled that pitching was a need, and that, that that's what they were searching for. Now, you know, they were they were pretty clear about that they necessarily weren't going to overpay, and, and that the prices were what they were, um, and there were a number of factors that, that went into that. So, I guess it was uh, surprising, but I, I guess I'm not surprised they didn't come off of trading some of their their top prospects. They, they didn't want to move Clint Frazier because I think they still see him as a potential piece next year or at least a long-term piece that will be fairly reasonable price-wise. They didn't want to move Davey Garcia uh, necessarily. And and so I think for what they could have went after, right, you know, the, the, the Marcus Strowman's, um, that sort of level of pitcher, I, I don't think they thought the price made sense for them. Um, and then, you know, this, 
certain other pitchers, Madison Bumgarner would have probably been in a feeling piece for them, but then he wasn't really available. So uh, I, I think overall there was there was some surprise, but then when you sort of re, when you look back at the situation, it feels um, I guess less surprising. Were you more surprised that the Yankees didn't make any moves, or that the Boston Red Sox didn't make any moves? Well, I. I guess I was more surprised that the Yankees didn't make any moves. I mean, the Red Sox were not necessarily uh, one; they have the highest payroll in baseball, I believe, and 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 two, they they they're really. I mean, they, they needed to fix their bullpen, obviously. Um, although, and then they potentially needed, you know, just pitching help in general. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I, I'm not surprised that they were so far out of it in the division race that essentially they were. We're going to spin prospects to guarantee a one-game playoff in a, in a wild card situation, which I I can understand from a front office point of view, where you, you feel like, you know, why, why are we spinning prospects that can help us in the future to, to get into a situation where it's essentially a coin flip that we can even get into a three-game series? So, um, I, I, I guess from that perspective, I wasn't surprised that they they were a little bit more conservative in their in their dealings before the deadline. Getting back to the Yankees' successes this season has really been an unbelievable year. It's all about the next men up mentality for this 2019 Yankee team. Luis Severino, Dylan Batanchez, and also John Carlos Thin, all three key factors in how well successful the 2018 and 2017 uh, Yankee team was. And now this year, they've provided basically nothing as we haven't seen any action from Luis Severino or Dylan Batanchez in less than 10 games from John Carlos Stan. If all three of those guys come back late into the season, how much will that impact the playoff race for the Yankees? Well, I, I so start with the pitching, right? They, I think the Severino and Batanchez could be could be significant pieces. And I mean, I, I guess that kind of goes without saying, but the question I guess becomes, well, what, what are they, what are they going to be? Right. Um, and I think you're, you're going to see a situation where the Yankees potentially are using an opener uh, in the postseason where they're getting creative with their pitching staff, where they're really leaning on their bullpen. Um, and so and from that sense, not only does the chance become important, but even if Luis Severino is is not able to come back and potentially start, well, is he able to be, you know, a multi-inning weapon out of the bullpen, or does does the the return of him uh, allow Domingo Herman to be that, you know, a guy that can come in after an opener, after a Jaguarie? Um, so just from a depth perception or perspective and the just quality of arms, I think. Uh, those two guys could become critical in, in terms of really matching up with uh, the Astros and the Dodgers specifically in a seven-game series. Um, Stan, to me, is a, is a bigger question, right? Because it, you just start to look around, and obviously he's, he's in a struggle for him to get back, but also the, the outfielder situation, you know, the Mike Talkman has performed incredibly well. I don't think anybody's expected the offensive production that they got from him um and Cameron Maiden has been sort of a revelation as well uh you had to stay into the picture and you're you, you, somebody is going to get pushed out of the the playoff roster whether it's Stockman or Maven or um Brett Gardner so I'm curious to see how that puzzle looks um and if, if Stan is able to get back um and and 
show enough uh, in, in September to be to be kind of part of that playoff uh, 25-man roster picture. Some Yankee fans are saying that Aaron Boone's bullpen usage is one of his weaknesses as a two-year manager. Do you feel like, like you were just saying, how the Yankees are going to have to get creative with how they utilize their pitchers? Do you think that could come back and hurt the Yankees in the long run? I mean, obviously, potentially, but I, I think most fans believe that their manager's weakness is bullpen uh, usage. You're right. I, I, I've yet to find like any fans who really believe that their manager really does a good job handling the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know, blowups and those sort of issues stand out no matter what team you're mm-hmm. following. Um, and so, obviously, I, and, and to, be, to be clear, I mean, I, I think when you're talking about how they're going to handle their pitching staff in the postseason, you know, obviously game situations dictate decisions, and, and I don't want to, uh, you know, downplay that, but you're also talking about organizational decisions about, okay, how are we going to, how are we going to match up against this specific team that we have, you know, these guys, three writers on the roster, we have these guys over here to match up with lefties. Um, and so I think those, the way they'll map it out in, in October will be, is much of an organizational decision. Um, you know, obviously, the Aaron Boone will have certain decisions to make in, in game, like any manager would. But I think it, they, the Yankees have a fairly good system in terms of, of how they'll be able to match up uh, series to series. Russ, my last question for you here. If a Yankee fan walked up to you today and they said, I'm going to put $100 on the Yankees winning the 2019 World Series, what would you say to them? Well, what, what are the odds? <laughs> what, 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 what would be the odds in this hypothetical situation? Are we, are we saying it's like two to one right now, or three to one? Uh, uh, what would we, what would be the odds? Yeah, I would say two to one. Yeah, two to one. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think that would be a, um, a fairly, I mean, reasonable bet. I mean, obviously, I, I think if you look at Fangraphs projections right now, I think. And I haven't been about a week, so. Uh, but they had the Astros right after the Zach Greinke trade. They had the Astros about 25, somewhere between 25 and 30 percent to win the World Series, uh, which is a fairly large uh, probability for them. And then the I think the Dodgers were next at maybe slightly under 20 percent, and then the Yankees were slightly behind them. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about a, basically about a uh, one in eight shot, which doesn't sound great, but when you're talking about a three three series, and I think they, I think they honestly probably are a little bit better, uh, uh, more likely to win the World Series than one in eight. So if you're 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 saying it's about a one in four shot, maybe you want a little bit better odds, but I, I I don't think it would be the worst bet in the world if you could get a little bit better odds on the Yankees. Well, Russ and I want to say thanks so much for joining me today on the podcast. And where can the Fuse Nation follow you on Twitter throughout the rest of the 2019 Yankee season and also your MLB coverage on The Athletic? Yeah, I mean, I'm on Twitter. It's just my, my name, Russ and Dodd. And then you can obviously uh, follow um, all sorts of different coverage at The Athletic, uh, Yankees, Mets, all of baseball. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Perfect. Thanks again, Russ, for joining me today on the podcast. Yeah, no problem. Have a great day. Thanks. All right, Fusation, just heard it from Russ and Dodd, athletic reporter for 
the Athletic and the New York Yankees and New York Mass and the New York area. Well, I'll be going live back here in just a couple minutes with Matt Gelb, who is a Philadelphia Phillies reporter for also the Athletic. We'll be back here live in just a few minutes. Thanks for listening.